0: How can anyone, whether they want to work in a language school or privately from their own laptop anywhere in the world, create a rewarding and impactful career teaching English as a second language, even if they are just starting out or have no teaching experience or ability? Hi, my name is Lynette Kim and here on the TESOL Talk Podcast, I aim to answer that very question. Over the years, I've done a lot of private tutoring, uh, both overseas and also here in Australia. Now, when I was overseas private tutoring, my favorite thing to do beyond everything else was coffee club. With, um teaching and coffee club teaching is where uh, you take students to uh, a coffee shop or you that you meet there at the coffee shop and you have lessons within that uh, friendly communicative environment Now, there's a few things you have to do for this type of tutoring you have to choose a coffee club that's brightly lit enough that you can do lessons and look at materials if you need to um, and also a nice quiet corner because coffee shops tend to play a lot of music that type of thing and that the owners of the coffee club or whatever are happy for you to do this and oddly enough mcdonald's around the world usually have a party room and if that's not busy they often let you people use that as well so keep that in mind if there's cafes with those sorts of party rooms that you can book because as long as everyone's buying food or drinks usually you can get away with it so coffee club was the best for me you know we'd have planned lessons and um, it would only be 60 minute classes and I could have boards up where people put their names on it to join and it would say the homework for next week some coffee clubs were uh, coffee shops were fantastic because you know they would let you put up these notices and you just get random people join and uh, you know how much it cost and everything was already there and you know overseas they're brilliant because they'll buy you coffee you rarely ever get to pay for people and you're sitting down having wonderful chats with groups of people, meeting all these wonderful people with experience and you're getting paid to do it. Like you can charge up to $25 a lesson and you can have sometimes 10, 12 people in a lesson all sitting around and you just have to be well prepared with your topics and the structure, what's going on and how it's run. But that was one of my favorites. But what I'd like to do is give private tutoring tips today and talk about different things that you need to be mindful of when you are private tutoring and um, number one I think it's very important to have really good quality published materials or course books that you're going to use because course books have a curriculum built in they already have built-in communication lots of listening and speaking they have that continuity um, they cover overall needs of listening, speaking, reading, writing, learner needs, uh, all these sorts of things. They're level appropriate and age appropriate as long as you choose the right ones so I think it's very important to make sure it gives your students confidence in what's being taught they can prepare in advance they there's homework tasks in these and it saves you a hell of a lot of lesson planning your lesson planning is now all about your lesson timing and structure and how you're going to introduce each task and the overall lesson rather than you actually preparing all the materials that are going to be taught. So it makes your life a lot easier. Number two, you do need to do a needs assessment when you're private tutoring because you need to make sure you hit the students wants and goals and have resources to cover this. Now, there's nothing wrong with having the needs and goals of the students, but doing the course book, but making sure you supplement. Maybe part of the lesson, 20 minutes, is something very specific that's related to the students' needs and goals. Uh, directly whereas the rest of the lesson is all about their English progress uh, following the published curriculum. So that's important. Number three, be well prepared. Don't think because you're tutoring you can just sit back and wing it because that's not fair, that's not giving value to your students and they're usually paying a premium for private tutoring and they really want to have something great out of it and feel they're getting more than just a number in a classroom with a large group of students so make sure you know what kind of value you're going to add now the next thing don't be abrupt with your timing um, be a little generous so be early obviously greet the students as they arrive do not be the last person please do not if it happens a couple of times because of some really important or urgent matter that's one thing but regularly if you're the last one to st- to be there to start it, it just doesn't look good and also again when the lesson ends don't go have a timer and go oh ding time's up see you later you know that's another thing that just is jarring for students there's nothing wrong with just allowing you know five to ten minutes at least to just chat and wind up answer questions even up to 15 minutes and say goodbye so to do that nicely now um, you want to be getting feedback regularly from your students and adjusting lessons accordingly just feedback related to how they're feeling are they getting enough you know speaking practice do they feel Will they need more vocab, more grammar, or is it something too difficult for them? You know, what kind of adjustment? I'm not saying be, uh, lose confidence in yourself and like, oh, is this okay? Is this enough of this? Don't do that. No, you're the professional, you know your stuff. But what you do do is just say, I'm making sure that we're covering all of your needs enough to uh, meet your goals. And so give them a little uh, survey handout where they write it in and then you get the feedback that way. That's the best way to do it. Uh, And then adjust accordingly, obviously. Now, if... You have groups of students when you're privately tutoring. This is great. I mean, pair and group work, woohoo, go for it. Lots of things and you can run that. Even if it's online, you can run pair and group work discussion. That's no problem. But remember, if you are tutoring one-on-one and students definitely are paying a premium for this, you are the second part of a pair. So pair work is going to be you and the student and you have to act like a student. So just be aware that you'll have to fill that gap all the time. And it can be a bit tiring, so you need to be prepared for that. It's so much easier when you can just listen to pair and group work going on and prepare for the next task mentally, but also be listening in and, and guiding and giving feedback. The next one, uh, be friendly always build rapport with your students, but try not to be their best friend. That's not what's needed here. Yes, be friendly, but you don't want to get to the point where you're so comfortable that you're going to, like you can tell them about your life, obviously, and things that go on, but you don't want these lessons to become your therapy sessions or your chance to unwind because this isn't about you so be very careful teachers that I hear that make best friends out of their students and they're telling them everything and ringing above up in in between time you lose control of the whole thing of the purpose and you know before you know it students will uh be backing off lessons oh you know I don't need any more thanks I'm doing really well now and then you're going to wonder why students are dropping off uh, because you know they don't feel any more like they're being guided so just watch for that Um, and another one Always make sure when you're privately tutoring that you're giving good uh, correction for students during the lessons. Don't feel because it's private tutoring that it's all conversational and use the natural approach too much. You want to be correcting their pronunciation when they make errors and you just sort of stop them and go, okay, or wait till they finish a sentence and okay, you said this, but how should it be said and then give them the opportunity to self-correct always. Vocabulary, the same deal. Um, correct that if they said something that's not right. You know, they'll use the the wrong um, version of a word um, or the wrong verb tense and just let them know that they used the wrong one and what should it be and if they can't get it, they only then give them the answer. And even their accent, the way that they'll say things, again, that goes to pronunciation, but it can also come down to intonation if they're higher level students and and uh, appropriate voice stress particularly if you are um, tutoring business English students um, and people with very direct needs you just need to be aware of of that sort of thing so and grammar like if they actually use words not just the wrong form but the sentence structure is wrong then you know you can write it down the way they said it and let's correct it together and then get them to practice saying it the right way because this is so valuable and with private tutoring you have that opportunity to give more individual attention so don't burn through private tutoring covering material actually take the time to get nitty-gritty with the student as far as that correction is concerned and as absolutely much as possible it should be self-correction but um even when it comes to the instance of you correcting them because this is where they're going to get all that rich value that they feel they're paying for and that private tutoring gives the them that advantage of having